0: Welcome to Dog-eared Book Club. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many, and here on Dog-eared, the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers alike. Ugh, I'm feeling so extra energized and vibrant and so motivated. Dog-eared has truly filled up my cup more than I could have ever imagined and I posted on social today about a little snippet from what I was talking about is, you know, people talk about how, you know, do what you love and you never work a day of your life. And I guess I just never knew what that would be, when that would come. And I think especially, you know, if I was even worth that, like if I was going to be kind of stuck doing, you know, what I just needed to get by uh, to make a living. But even though Dogyard has only been, you know, live for a little over three months, it has truly given me more energy, more vibrance, and passion and joy than I could have ever imagined. And I just cannot thank you guys enough for being along for the ride because it is. I, I'm truly not working. I am playing. I'm creating. I'm communicating my love for books and connecting and building relationships and learning and being a sponge and just building something that I just so believe in. So thank you so, so much for following along. And again, welcome to the fourth bookish series. I love these so much. These are amazing, amazing humans that I have come across on these book accounts in this Bookstagram community have truly blown my mind every single time. They are unbelievably kind. They're unbelievably just gorgeous souls and I have Admire them from afar, and it just means the world to me that they're not only like willing to connect, but wanting to connect and excited to connect, and just excited to be a part of it. And I think it also just really makes me really really happy because it's it is assuring me that the mission of Dogyard is really shining through, and they feel it and they see it and I think that's the biggest thing and you know of course like I've reached out to some people and they just don't respond or they decline and like honestly that's okay if if they are not into it then they're not into it but then I just know it leads me closer to the people that I'm meant to connect with and are meant to be a part of this community so again thank you guys um for just being a part of it now I am so excited to introduce you this beautiful November bookish series. She is seriously such an angel. I love her so much. i followed her for quite a while and she was also one of the OGs and I love meeting OG bookstagrammers because I love hearing how they set the tone for the community in terms of aesthetic and the mood and the vibe and I love it and they just have such an eye, honestly, like just for not only obviously books, like I have gotten so many book wrecks. It is the list is I have thought about writing it down, but I'm almost a little scared to write it down because I'm like, holy Holy paycheck! That is my entire uh, month's paycheck to spend on books. Um, but anyways, uh, her name is Esther Fung, and I love it. Her vibe is it's very specific. It's light academia. So if you guys are unaware of that or like not really in the bookish community, there's a whole kind of academia vibe with literature and with books. So obviously with universities and schools, you know, like for instance, Hogwarts, like Harry Potter, that is totally dark. You know. Um, um, not magical realism, fantasy academia. And, you know, I guess maybe it's, uh, I don't know if it works, but there's, you know, that amazing, I actually am looking at it and I need to read it again because it was so good. But that book that came out, I think it was two or three years, I think it was three years ago, Trust Exercise by Susan Choi. That's kind of academia because it takes place in a high school. And it's really just any story or piece of literature that is centered around, A university, college, campus, anything like that. But with light academia, not only is she kind of, she loves uh, showing her space, which I mean, I'm obsessed with looking at it. It's gorgeous. Her desk and her, even down to her keyboard and her desktop and her sweet, like little stationery and her calendar and just her desk. It's like the way you look at it, is just a warm inviting space and you know something that she said in the interview was like I want people to feel like they can sit like take a seat with me and feel really welcome and you know also what she loves to communicate on her page is organizations uh, fun ways to organize but also organizing is satisfying I mean people may say okay that's weird but I mean think about it like when you organize your desk or your space it is so meditative and it is so beautiful but then i love it because and of course with that she ties in her books and obviously i don't want to give everything away about the interview but she is just so wonderful i had such an amazing time talking with her and Also, to be like super transparent, of course, with Dog-Eared Book Club, I have been kind of really, it's a trial and error. I mean, that is the fun and the joy of entrepreneurship. It's really all trial and error and you're just kind of figuring it out. And I actually gave Esther the questions beforehand and you'll notice that this episode is on the shorter end for her and I actually like that. So I think I'm going to start doing that, you guys. So again, I know... My episodes have tend to be longer and like I really don't mind it. I kind of like going with the flow of how the conversation is but I really hope you enjoy Esther's company and please give her a follow. She is just the sweetest. Um, she also, her full-time job is, she does marketing for a wedding venue. So, I mean, now it just kind of explains that she is just the aesthetic queen. Uh, we get into, you know, she loves the classics. She, we get into, you know, bookish peeves and our favorite pieces of literature and why we read and her answers are just so gorgeous and she is again literally the sweetest human and I'm so excited to be connected with her so anyways you guys dive in please let me know what you think and I am just so excited and I love you guys so much But yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to meet you, and thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) It's been so much fun, honestly, like, connecting with you gals and, like, getting to the book community. It's seriously one of my favorite things, and I love, I love, like, consuming your guys' content. It's just, like, happy, and you guys are all so sweet, and yeah, I love it. I'm
1: so glad you're you're liking
0: it. Um, Oh, yeah! Well, let's just, like, get freaking started so i would love to hear about how you kind of started your book account and what inspired you and definitely like inspired your aesthetic too
1: um yeah so i feel like my aesthetic is very like very much like light academia Mm -hmm. um i've had a lot of different themes over the years. I've had my account since 2016, Mm. but it's always been very light. There was like one winter where I went dark, but I didn't like it. So it's always been very light, bright, airy, um, brighter tones. Um, I started my account May of 2016. I was in college. I had known about Bookstagram because of Tumblr. Oh my Um, god. Yeah, right? What a throwback. Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I had seen a bunch of these photos floating around Tumblr, and they weren't, like, native to Tumblr. They were always pulled from uh, Bookstagram. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this cool community? And really, Bookstagram was a lot smaller back then. Mm -hmm. Instagram was a lot different back then. Um, So I, I joined, and I noticed that a lot of the bookstagram accounts back then were geared toward ya which there's nothing wrong with that love i love ya there's some really great ones um and everyone is welcome to read whatever makes them happy uh at the time i was reading only classics because that was just what i was interested in it's not like i'm not any better of a reader it's not anything it's just that was what i was interested at the time so when i joined bookstagram I noticed that there weren't a lot of classics-only accounts, and I was really excited to just focus on that. And then eventually, um, I found other people that were really only focused on that, and that was my niche for a very long time. So I started um, May of 2016 because I thought it was so cool how people were presenting their love of books in this Mm. very visual way. Um, And then I also thought it was very cool that people were like swapping recommendations um, I'd been interested in, po- oh my gosh, I'd been interested in photography for a while mm. and I took photography in high school. This is a wow tangent, but I took Love. photography in high school and I took photos of books that I own and my photography teacher was like, I don't know if people want to look at pictures of books. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe not. And now it's like a big thing. Like tons <laughs> of do this? So Yeah.
0: Um, I don't, I hope that answered your question. No, that was beyond <laughs> perfect. And I also love that you said, like, oh, like, I read the classics, but I'm not, like, any better of a reader than anyone else. Cause yeah, I think, no,
1: absolutely not. Yeah,
0: because I think, like, one of the biggest things with, like, dog Book Club that I always want to rep is, like, every kind of reader is welcome. Because I think, I don't know, even readers who are, like, I'm not a good reader or I haven't read in a while. I'm, like, no, yeah. like, whatever you read, like, please come in. And I think breeding can have such a weird stigma but anyways besides the fact um so so what do you want people to see or feel when they come across your page
1: yeah so I really want people to feel like this is a very organized and warm space Mm. I recently took the StrengthsFinder Gallup quiz survey personality survey Mm -hmm. it like ranks your different character character traits there's 34 traits, and they rank them. And my first one was, like, organization. Oh, my God. So yes. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So I really want people to feel like it's a very organized and warm space. I want it to feel like you're being invited to take a seat and oh. talk about books or be productive or just be a little bit more motivated to tackle your to-do list because I'm not that motivated. So, you know, we can just share the little bit of motivation we have around this oh. passing along um yeah I just want people to feel like this is a very happy this is a very positive space where you can really focus on your warm feeling sunshine and getting to your best life
0: oh I love it, it just makes me smile oh, so much hell yeah wait so what test is that
1: it's really cool. It's the Gallup Strength Finder test. Okay. And it's like pretty it's based in science. Um and they ask you a bunch of questions and they rank your your results. Um a friend of mine and I were we were doing it together and it was like it was pretty accurate. So
0: it it's always good to know, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses. Oh yeah. Cause I know I've done oh I forget what it's called. It's like I'm an ENFP.
1: I'm yeah. INFJ. That's the Myers Briggs. Oh my god! Wait, that's mm-hmm. amazing. I think I
0: think my dad's an INFJ. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god! Love you guys. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, fun bookish questions, yay! Yes. So, what is your earliest memory of reading?
1: Um. Okay. So when I was little, I did not like reading. Um. Because the library at my elementary school was like super dim and like dusty they just didn't take good care of it so i was like i don't want to go here and there was like there was a big statue in front of it and the older kids told me that the statue comes to life at night and i was like okay well i'm never going to this dark place but the statue might come to life so i didn't like reading But then when I moved to, I moved to the U.S. in 2002, post 9-11, so 2002, and then I had to read a lot just to catch up, Um, linguistically, I had to catch up on English, so Mm -hmm. I was always reading, and then somewhere along, like somewhere in in those early years, I just was like, oh, you know, this isn't so bad, this is actually kind of fun, so that would be my earliest memory of reading not for school.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. i die at the statue. Cause that would be, I'm so gullible. Like I would probably yeah. even believe it like now. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> how rude those kids. I um, know. <laughs> so what are you currently reading and how'd you come across it or who recommended it to you? Love, hate, what's the deal?
1: Um, So I'm reading three things right now. I'm reading To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf, just because I've never read it before. Um, I'm liking it so far, but I'm not that far in. Mm -hmm. I also started reading The Duke and I, which is the first Bridgerton book, because two of my friends really liked it, and they recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to it via audiobook. Um, It's not my usual genre, so I'm having a hard time with it. I don't know it it's hard to read a book that you in a genre you don't usually read because you can't approach it the same way you you would in a book in another genre like I can't approach the Duke and I the same way I'm approaching to the lighthouse mm-hmm. they're written for totally different purposes different different audiences so I am just kind of enjoying the ride and I don't really have any opinions I don't think I'll have opinions until I'm done But I'm definitely enjoying the ride. I'm glad they told me about it. And I also started reading Spirits Abroad, which is a collection of short stories um, focused on the Asian diaspora. And Mm. that is very, very good. I'm Mm. really, really impressed with it. There's a lot of magic realism. There's a lot of ghosts. Ooh, Um, I'm down. Yeah, but not scary ghosts. Mm -hmm. I don't like scary ghosts. I like sad ghosts or happy ghosts or like oh people God. who have died but are just hanging around. I like I like that. I don't like spooky jump out of the closet.
0: Like I don't want <laughs> so that. So dead. I don't oh yeah, duh. I'm like, I don't know of any like ghost book stories, but I've been obviously seeing a ton lately because this book community freaking loves October so yes <laughs> when so it's cool. fall, everyone like comes to life <laughs> god like it's so <laughs> funny like summer's like so whatever and then yeah oh my god it is like the most hysterical thing and then there's like pages literally dedicated like I think I follow because she's so cute it's like October pages mm, oh okay, my god yeah, yeah, like yeah. she calls everyone little pumpkins I'm like okay <laughs> like I'm not really a fan of like I don't, not that I'm not a fan, it's just I'm more of a Christmas person, but like she makes me like, she makes me like pumpkins. So, yeah. Can't lie. I really got you. Oh my goodness. So, who is your favorite author or does that kind of couple with your favorite genre and why? Um, I thought about this for a very
1: long time. It's always hard picking a favorite author. Mm. Um, my favorite genre is magic realism. So mm. anything that's magic realism checks the box for me. I also really like books that have a strong sense of setting. Um, so if the place, if the time period really plays a huge factor in the flavor of the novel, I really like that. And I also really like books that talk about generational tensions, especially between women. I like complex relationships between women. I like women thinking about what other women, um, talking with, interacting with other women. I really like that. So I I don't know if she's my favorite author, but Allende, her like House of Spirits, Eva Luna, The Soul of a Woman, they all really tick those boxes mm. for me. There are some of her works I read, like The Japanese Lover, that I was like, ooh, this is a miss for me personally. Oh,
0: shut up. But oh my god.
1: when when she has a book that I like, I, I really like it. I absolutely really like it. Ooh. So probably Ayende.
0: Oh my god, I love it. And you've read I'm sure you've read Haruki Murakami. You know what's so funny? I have not <gasps> Oh my
1: god. I know. Oh no. There's some the big names that it's like I just have never gotten around to. I have nothing, like, I'm not, like, I'm never going to read. No, oh, yeah. no, I just haven't gone around to Murakami.
0: Oh, you're good. Isn't that funny, though? Like, what was it? My boyfriend was like, like, read this book. I'm like, no, I'm just, like, not ready for it. He's like, why? Just read it now. I'm like... Because no, I just don't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I know. Get to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, you will get to it eventually. I eventually read it. It's definitely one of my favorite books. But it was just okay. like, it's so funny how readers do that. We're just like, trust me. Like, I'll, I'll like get to it. Like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in the TBR. Like, way tucked in
1: there. Yeah, exactly. I just read Circe last month. Mm-hmm. and so i read song of achilles like three years ago and then everyone's like oh if you really like song of achilles you should read Cersei. and i was like yeah yeah, yeah definitely i'll get to it and i finally got to it last month three what? years later is it worth it the fantastic. hype yeah i thought it was pretty good
0: okay
1: i thought okay. It was, and i went in there with like mixed expectations okay because i was like song of achilles is so good i don't know mm-hmm. if i'm gonna like this one as much I didn't like it as much, but I still felt like it was very good.
0: Okay, good to know. I know that's how... Oh, this would be a fun question. I guess, like, how do you feel about, like, super hyped books? Because I always get... Like, I still have not read Where the Crawdads Sing because I'm like, you were on the New York Times bestseller list for, like, 80 weeks. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I'm like, are you really that good? It's, yeah. it's so funny how I get like that. But anyways, I'd love to hear your take.
1: I'm kind of like that, too, and I feel like... It's not the best thing about me but I'm very stubborn mm. and I'm kind of like like I like to think of myself as a little bit like Lizzie Bennet where if everyone's talking about something I'm gonna be like no well I'm just not gonna go there then just to be just to be stubborn and obstinate and so there's a lot of like super hype books that I'm just like wow I've seen this book everywhere I'm already kind of sick of it Maybe in a few years, if the hype dies down, I'll read it, but probably not. And then the other thing is that I get most of my books from the library, so if Mm. a book is super popular, I'm not going to get to it. I don't care enough to be on the wait
0: list for however weeks. I know. Like, I can get it on thrift books for, like, $4 in two years. (laughs) Yeah, if I just wait a little bit longer. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So... Oh my gosh, what are your bookish or reading habits? Do you highlight dog ear, tab bookmark, like read at a certain time? Spill the tea. I I love your name uh
1: with the dog ear. Oh, thank I you. I don't dog ear anymore, but I used to as a kid. <clears throat> and you can tell how much I like a book based mm. on how many dog ears there are, and I always think that's so special. I don't do it anymore right now. I actually have a very chaotic bookish habit when I'm done reading a book even if i'm not done i just close it without a bookmark or anything and then i'll just find the page later on and it's it's because i'm really lazy i don't feel like looking i have so many bookmarks i just don't feel like reaching
0: for it oh my god that's so so that's funny. my
1: chaotic habit i would love to be able to annotate like clumsy words kathleen she oh yeah. has like really really cool annotating styles and methods and I really wish I was that person, but again, I'm lazy and I just get sucked into the book and I forget to annotate. I I just genuinely forget. So the, really the only thing I do is just close it like a chaotic person and just figure it out later.
0: Oh my God, that is so bold. I love that. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. But you know what? You're like so organized. So I, I do have faith in you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i die oh wait i love this question so what is your biggest book peeve um okay so
1: i wanted to ask you like pet peeve in a book or is that what you mean
0: honestly both because like i mean i remember like ashton answered like bookish ashton answered she was like i because I, I i didn't even realize i didn't like it but then she brought it up and i was like <gasps> but she's like i i hate when a book becomes a movie and then the movie like <laughs> cover changes the book and there's a big sticker and i'm like it is so ugly yes. like what are you doing so like that's definitely a, a book peeve or like in a yeah. in a story so that is super annoying okay that <laughs> just gave me another one i wrote one down
1: but that what you just said reminded me i hate when publishers print the sticker on the cover Ugh. so you can't even remove the sticker. Yes. Why would you, why would you I do know. this? Why take that option away? Don't understand that. So that's a big pet peeve of mine. But the one that I wrote down when I was prepping for this is I hate when there's that quirky girl character who doesn't know she's beautiful. Oh, my God. She's beautiful, but she doesn't know because she's quirky. I, I hate that because it's like just... If she's beautiful, let her own it. Let her be like, I am a hot bitch. (laughs) Yes. I want to see that. Or if she's not that great, I want her to, like, if she's not that beautiful, I want her to be like, you know what? I love my body. I love who I am. Yes. Even if she's, like, insecure, I don't like this whole, like, oh, my God, I don't know why everyone is looking at me. And it's like, oh, because you're so beautiful. I don't
0: really like that. That kind of makes me roll my eyes. That is so Effing hilarious! <laughs> I love that so much. I think, what was it? I've have you um have, almost said watched actually this movie. Have you read The Glass Castle? Yes, I have. Read when freaking because I when I read that years ago and I loved it. When books mm-hmm. like copy that trope and it's like you're not doing it as good because it's not <laughs> fucking real. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Because
1: the glass, me- the Glass Castle is a memoir, right? It's been a yes. it's been a
0: oh my god
1: and like like there are also characters who are super beautiful and kind of like everyone is in love with them like great gatsby everyone is in love with daisy but Mm -hmm. daisy's not like i don't know i'm beautiful i'm gonna be quirky no she's just like this is who i am and i don't know what i want but that's fine so that that's okay to me i just don't like you know when it's this very very obvious
0: self-insert trope i don't love that And I love that because it's, like, yeah, this is a generation where we're owning our, like, our hot girl summer. It's, like, why, like, why take that away from us? (laughs) You know? Ugh. Well, well. So, ooh, what is a book that you think, like, everyone should drop everything they're doing and read right now? Um,
1: it's so hard. I thought about this one. I saved this question for last when I was prepping because it's so hard. There are so many good ones, and it's so dependent on the people. But I will say, especially if you live in the U.S., the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander is Mm. very comprehensive.
0: Mm. She
1: researched so much that it's just brimming with facts, brimming with anecdotes, and it's such a compelling argument against our current um, prison system. And I really recommend that to anybody who is eligible to vote in the US because prior to reading the new Jim Crow, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I know that our prison system is has issues, but I didn't realize how systematic the issues were. I didn't realize how interconnected it, it is with um, how police traffic stops, how housing system like housing codes work. I didn't know any of this. Mm-hmm. So that I would recommend to people, especially if you can vote.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I know. I think I've had a couple, a couple of my really good friends read it and they said it was absolutely bonkers. They gave me at least like the idea of it. And it, my jaw like hit the floor. It's insane. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated when you don't understand a passage or when you just never have time for reading? Or when someone asks you, what's your book about? And your mind just goes completely blank Have you ever been judged in the past by the way you read, what you read, and how you read? In general, have you ever experienced anxiety when it comes to reading? Well, thank goodness you are here. I'm so happy because this is your space and your place to feel completely accepted, loved, and no longer judged by reading. Launching November 4th, Tuesday, this is the Anxious Reader series hosted by me, Alexandra Shelley, CEO, founder of Dog-Eared Book Club and your weekly podcast host. So every other Tuesday, this is where I'll share tips and tricks on how to get through these reading anxieties, whether that be having a hard time focusing, feeling lost with a passage, disliking a book, reading slowly, not having time to read, oh my god, the list goes on. And as someone who has been diagnosed with ADHD, depression, and anxiety, these reading anxieties are more than prevalent in everyday reading practices. So I've gotten better over the years, but I'm far from perfect, and neither is everyone else. Episodes will be available on Mighty Networks, the Dog-Eared Book Club's member-exclusive platform, along with show notes, blogs, and links to books mentioned. The Anxious Reader will also have Books of the Month, reading meditations, a book club, and more. If you'd like to dive deeper into the dog community and join the anxious reader crew, join the club and go to dog memberships and join today. Again, all you anxious readers, you are seen, heard, and loved, and I am so excited to have you.
1: And it took me forever to read it because it was like fact,
0: fact, fact,
1: fact, and I was yeah. like, this is so much information. I need to just <laughs> work slowly through this because she <laughs> did such a great job advancing oh all this information and presenting it
0: mm, i feel like that is seriously such a skill to like really present facts especially i don't know because i mean i'm like such a i i can tend to be very like airy fairy creative and like if i'm not hooked <laughs> i'm like what is happening but there are definitely some books where i was just blown away and i like love the way they present facts so i'll definitely add that to the list yeah that's a good one Ugh. so ooh what's an unpopular um book opinion that you'll get hate for
1: so the og <laughs> fans the og followers no i don't like jane Eyre. i posted about this like Three years ago, four years ago, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, you didn't understand Jane Eyre." And I'm like, "No, I I got Jane Eyre. It's just not my thing because Rochester is upsetting to me as a character, mm. and the ending is also upsetting to me. So that's a book I don't really enjoy. I don't like it, and usually that's the one that I get hate for. But it's, it is what
0: it is. It is what it is. That's so funny. <laughs> I have not read. I have not yet read Jane Eyre. Mm-hmm. but I probably should there's a lot of classics I need to read <sighs> there's a lot of great
1: books out there oh my gosh yeah, like, classics or not there's a lot of great books
0: so out there. many I know like actually it was my my um October leader or ugh, October leader Aaliyah she's like one of my best friends she was like mm-hmm. do you ever get scared you're gonna run out of books I'm like there is actually no there's That's no way cool. like it's not yeah. possible like I legit have like maybe 20 books like stacked on my desk <laughs> then my nightstand and under my nightstand I'm like those are all books I need to read so I'm good for like probably yeah. for normal people probably like another year but for like me probably like <laughs> a few more months but <laughs> I love it oh, so ooh, what book would you gift to someone and what would it be and to who and why
1: Um, I wish I had it in my room. I recently borrowed this book. It's called Super Mario, How Nintendo Conquered America. And I've been telling everyone I know in real life about this book because it literally goes over the history of Nintendo and how they became such a huge company in the U.S. And I would gift that book to, especially like if you're not into, if you're into nonfiction but you don't like dry nonfiction, and if you're just someone who is really into gaming, it's very, very interesting to see their business strategies and how they became who they are. And it's really fun to get, cause you get a very comprehensive history of Mario and Luigi and all the characters, but there's also like shout outs like Pokemon Go or Link or Animal Crossing. And that's fun to me. Cause I'm more like, I like those kinds of games more. So um, that's, yeah, that's what I would give to people.
0: Oh my god that is i know i saw that on your instagram today and i'm like wait that's actually so cool because like it's just i mean yeah i grew up playing super mario and stuff and yeah like smash brothers with my brother and my siblings yeah
1: and it's it's really cool how they this smash is kind of an older game but it's just so it's such a good game and it still holds up and so many people have such fond memories of playing it in childhood so it's really cool to see how they created this company and where they've come from
0: i freaking love it i swear every single time i talk to you guys like i have like 50 (laughs) million more books to read it's amazing (laughs) okay so the last question um why do you read
1: um i really enjoy i just i i really enjoy reading that's really it i feel like in modern in this day and age there's such a pressure to produce and quantify and monetize um, especially because you know this is a very capitalist society and even with things like Instagram there's a lot of pressure to monetize and brand yourself or even on your downtime you know it's like what are you producing what are you achieving what are you creating and for me reading is the only it's one of the few things where I can just enjoy and relax and celebrate my humanity and our collective humanity without feeling like I need to create something. You know, I'm not trying to write a book that's not a passion for me. I just want to sit and enjoy the stories that other people have put their time and souls into. And it's a really great respite for me from pressures to create and level up and amass and kind of be on this rat race. So that's why I really enjoy reading. It's just fun. That's it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I loved that answer. Every single one of your answers (laughs) are just wonderful oh well this was this was so perfect thank you so much Esther thanks for taking the time out of your day I know you're working you're busy girl you're good I mean honestly like this like just I mean this just like lights me up so I mean not even a problem so so yeah oh I'm so happy to like Be connected to you now. Like stay connected. Like thank you for reaching out too, girl. Oh my gosh, no worries. Yeah, I I know. I feel like it's always like funny, like reaching out to like these book accounts. um how obsessed are you with esther isn't she just the best and i'm sorry but her answer to the last question kind of perfect and everything Uh, again you guys thank you so so much for sitting down with us it truly means the world to me to have you all just listening and tuning in and just in general being a part of the dog Year community in whatever way you participate, it just means the world to me. And as you can tell and hear by my voice, this just lights me up like nothing else. It is truly my favorite thing. And I cannot wait to see just what's in store for dog and the journey it takes me on. But also, I'm just so excited to have you along for the ride. Again, tune in every first Monday of each month for new leaders and new episodes and every last Monday of each month for a bookish series, and especially drum roll, please. I literally just used my fingers on my desk. I'm such a nerd and I swear you probably didn't even hear it, but definitely stay tuned for Tuesday, January 4th, the launch of the anxious reader series. So we'll just tackle all of our reading anxieties because Ah, oh, this is just life now. We're just anxious messes, but you know what? We love that for us and we love this journey. So anyways, you guys, thank you so, so much and I'll see you next time.